0: Welcome back to We Bought a Mic for our coverage of Tribeca 2021. I am Ernest. I am Hunter. And today we got an interview with the team behind a film called Peace by Chocolate. Hunter, you did this interview.
1: Uh yes, I had a chance to talk with writer-director Jonathan Kaiser um, and kind of Talk with him about what inspired him to make this movie. Uh, People might know the brand Peace by Chocolate, seen it in like Whole Foods or something like that, but they have a really interesting story. It's about a Syrian family who moves to Canada to try to... Yes, um, that are escaping, you know, the wars on the Assyria. And uh, the father, uh, played by Hatim Ali, uh, rest in peace, he was a chocolatier in his home country and so he comes over to canada and kind of tries to start over again and uh get his chocolate business going and it really is also through the through the eyes of i am abu amar who plays Tarek, his son um, it's a really well done film about showing that father-son dynamic and the struggle that refugees have when trying to make it
0: in this country. Yeah, unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to uh, talk to the uh, director, but I did see the film and I really enjoyed it. I think it, you know, told the immigrant refugee type of story like that experience without being like this sad and dour mm-hmm. and, and overly dramatic film. Like it's still very uh, enjoyable. You know, it's, it's, it's very entertaining and, and it, it does have like its conflict, you know, the father son relationship, I think they handled that, uh, dramatic tension really well. Um, but overall it it just has like this humor to it. And, Mm -hmm. um, it's, you know, it's a good story to see. I honestly didn't know that it was based on a true story until after the fact. So I, I think it does a good job of like, you know, still being a good movie uh, yeah. despite the fact that it is based on, on real events.
1: Yeah. There's something that uh, Jonathan said during the interview that uh, I keep thinking about when we're thinking about this movie is that he said that he wanted to make this movie sweet, like chocolate. And it doesn't feel like, I mean, especially just so many of these films are trying to tell a refugee story, even if they are incredibly well done, they can be a bit of a downer and this movie is not a downer. It's just a, it's a fun, fun film.
0: While still having a, a serious uh tone to yeah, it. He still know. has something so, to say. Yeah, because the the Tarek character, like he wants to be a doctor, right? Like he that's what he wants to do. He wants to come to Canada and be a doctor. And and that conflict of like, you know, not being able to to follow through with that and and having this chocolate business kind of arise from that, I think uh is handled really well. So uh here we have the uh interview with the filmmakers behind Peace by Chocolate. I hope you enjoy.
1: I am super happy to be joined by writer director, Jonathan Kaiser, um, who is here promoting his delightful film, uh, Peace by Chocolate, that is premiering here at the Tribeca Film Festival. Jonathan, how are you doing today? Great, thank you so much for having me Hunter. Jonathan, this is your narrative feature debut. So I'm curious, um, what inspired you to want to tell this story? Uh, Did you know as soon as you learned about the Haddad family that you wanted to make a film about them? Or how did that, that come about?
2: You know, I knew pretty quickly. This came out of uh, a time about four or five years ago when when our current prime minister in Canada uh, committed to bringing 50,000 refugees in a matter of months to Canada from Syria because of the civil war. Uh, And as as Canadians, I I live in L.A., but I'm I'm originally from Nova Scotia myself, uh, from a small community. And I, uh, you know, I saw the hope and uh, uh, community coming together for this family and that was very inspiring and it touched on a lot of things I experienced growing up in Nova Scotia. Uh, and so immediately seeing how the community came together to support the family, it, it just it, it was a message that I knew I had to turn into a film uh, and why not a feature film, right?
1: <laughs> did you always know that you were going to take the father-son angle or did that kind of come about during the writing process? You know, we we spent a lot of time with
2: the real family and with members of the community. Uh, You know, I I spent over a year speaking with Frank, uh, one of the characters in the film, very extensively uh, and and got to be friends and, and still friends with them. And, you know, part of you know, doing something that's based on a true story is trying to find the authentic truth to it, right, and find out what emotionally speaks true. Uh, and, and that was, uh, you know, father, son, we all have fathers, you know what I mean? Uh, and it's such a universal story, you know, we might not all have the experience of being a refugee or having to leave your country. Um, but we've all had the experience of having a father and the dynamic of balancing, you know, your wants and your needs and your responsibilities for your family. And that just seemed like such a great universal um, storyline to be the present thread.
1: I was actually going to touch on the universality of the story because for a film that is about this specific uh, Syrian family that moves to Canada, there is such a universality in the way that you tell the story. I mean, from the father-son dynamic, specifically with the son, uh, Tarek, having to choose between his own dreams and aspirations and uh, helping out his family. Um, was this like a conscious decision by you to actually come up with that sort of dueling narratives in the main character's head? Or um, did that just kind of occur by happenstance?
2: I mean, I, I would definitely draw my, my documentary background. This is my first narrative fiction Um, I've, I've made a a feature doc and other docs and and part of a documentarian's job is to go in and kind of figure out what the story is, right. And find out where the interesting tensions and storylines, uh, and characters are going to be. And uh, so part of it, that is, is that discovery. But the other part is that, uh, you know, my, my mission as a creator, as a filmmaker is to tell stories of hope exclusive in not exclusivity inclusivity and uh and ones that bring us you know some hope for the future how we want to see the world not necessarily how the world is uh and so you know there's there's that lens that is bringing out those elements and making sure that it is at the forefront of what we see um because i i think that is the most um, universal part of the story right again father son chocolate who doesn't like chocolate right what a great what a great medium to discuss something like immigration and refugees right which is a really hot button topic and um it's very sweet chocolate <laughs> so yeah. yeah
1: there i mean there is like a real sweetness to this whole film which i i really appreciate a lot i thought that was a very effective way to tell this story thank you um speaking to that point i noticed uh whenever i was watching your film a lack of let's say outwardly racist characters i mean there's definitely racial profiling and stuff that's happening when you have like the health inspector coming in saying i can't understand what they're saying or the u.s border patrol and stuff like that but there's not um i'll say like aggressive racial actions being taken what what led to the decision to not include that in your film
2: that was a very intentional decision, right? Because uh, you know, I believe if we're going to get along in the world with each other, we have to listen to the opposing point of view, right? And we have to see opposing to whoever's listening, of course. Um, you know, if we're going to, we we have to see the good in everybody, right? And and especially the storyline of Kelly, the the chocolatier. I wanted to make sure the audience is see the point of view that she has right that you know somebody is coming from a different country and starting a similar business and like that is it's going to be hard you know we all have to compromise a little bit and that's okay i mean that's just part of life and so i didn't want to have any characters that were you know bad characters they're just different and and i think that's very reflective you know, minus Mm. (laughs) dictators and some some really terrible people in the world. But I, I think we're all, we're all trying our best. And, uh, you know, we need to acknowledge that. And even if we
1: disagree, um, I have a couple of casting questions for you. You already mentioned, uh, Mark Camacho is Frank and, um, Alika Autran. I'm sorry. Okay. I Blaze Kelly, um, the rival chocolates here in this small town in Canada. Um, but really, how did you discover these actors? I mean, everyone from am um, who plays Tarek, uh, to Hatim, who plays the father figure, and the entire Syrian family to all the townsfolk, I thought they were all just excellent. How did you go about uh, finding these relatively unknown actors for the most part?
2: Well, I will say that was not easy, uh, especially when you have a film that's you know 30% in Arabic. Uh, you and it's really important to have authenticity, and that comes down to everything to the dialect that you are speaking. You know, Arabic has so many different dialects. If they're a family unit, they all have to sound the same to people who understand them. So they're all from Syria, around Damascus, so they all have the right accent. You know, one of the great things about having such a big refugee population in Canada is that you've got lots of talented actors, creative people, Hatem Ali is actually, you know, we, unfortunately, we lost him very recently, but he was regarded and still is as one of the, you know, forefront of, of directing and directors in the Middle East. And he was in Montreal, you know, so we, we really just got to know people in the Syrian community and immediately found that there was tons of talent right under our noses, you know. And so that, that takes an extra step. It's not just put out a casting call. You know, it's a different kind of casting work, um, and and for the Canadian characters, I mean, yeah, I mean, Mark's great. You know, he's he was President Nixon and the X Men movies, and we've <laughs> seen lots of big, big shows, and he's such a versatile actor, and we were really pleased that he would want to come on board for our, our show. So, um, yeah, but it was it was it's very exciting to to work with somebody from a completely different background and culture than yours. You know, and, and we have three languages going on in set all the time, French, English, and Arabic, you know, who knows,
1: (laughs) who knew you were in Canada (laughs) at any point. So. I mean that authenticity, you can really feel that these are real Syrian actors and there's an authenticity that just rings so true in your film. Um, Thank you. Thank you. I want to, because I know I don't have you for too long. So I do want to ask you this. It's specifically about the ending. So um, spoilers for real life events, uh, but your film ends with an epilogue kind of where are they now intertitle card uh, that says that Tarek has not re-entered medical school, but there's still time. Why did you choose to include that at the end of your film?
2: I mean I, to, to be completely transparent, you know that that ending uh, was a collaboration with the family and the real people. I wanted to make sure they were portrayed on on where they feel uh, they are in their lives. And I think, you know, I won't necessarily, don't want to speak for Tariq. Um, he's he's, uh, he's going to speak on this, I'm sure, as interviews and press comes up. But, you know, I, I think there is always time to do something else in life if you want to, right? And, and he, you know, set out coming to Canada with this goal of what he wanted to do. But I think has acknowledged that, you know, it's, it's okay to change your mind. It's okay to find something different and, and express your voice in a different way. Uh, and so there, there is always time if, if he feels like what he's doing isn't right, I'm sure he will, he will change that. Um,
1: and so that's why we we left it on that note. Um, your film did, I think the best thing that you can possibly do for any kind of story that's based on true events, uh, which is, even if I didn't have an interview lined up with you, I immediately went and was like looking up stuff about the family and looking at actual <laughs> interviews that they did. I was trying to find the uh, interview that you show in the film where he's on Canadian television and he's just like, also, uh, please let me into medical school. <laughs> if you have the ability to. It's there somewhere. <laughs> if <Yeah. you> search. <laughs> if you keep searching, yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for your time, Jonathan. I really appreciate it. I love your film um, and I wish you all the best with everything going forward. Cool. Thank you, Hunter. I really appreciate the interview.
0: Thanks so much for your time too. All right. Thank you so much to Jonathan Kaiser for that great conversation. The writer and director of Peace by Chocolate, which just had its premiere at Tribeca 2021. And I hope you all get a chance to see the movie once it actually has its, uh, its full-on official release. Um, it's one of uh, the standout ones from the festival, in my opinion. Um, I haven't seen as many as you have, Hunter. So, <laughs> But of the ones yeah, that I have seen...
1: I mean, you can hear it in my interview. I did. I really enjoyed this film. It's, it's got a, a kind of a rewatchability that a lot of these films don't have. That's something that I can kind of just want to like throw on again, like show my family. It's just, it's a very,
0: uh, very well done film. Little uh, Justin Trudeau cameo in there. Yeah. <laughs> that's the, that's the thing that tipped it off to me that was like, oh, is this, how did they get Trudeau? Like, <laughs> is this a real story? <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, I hope uh, you all get a chance to see it. Uh, and I hope that you all enjoyed the conversation with the director. Please be sure to check out all our other Tribeca episodes. Uh, visit weboughtamike.net to see all of those and to donate if you're able to. Thanks to all those donors. Who are donating to support the show. Please rate, review, and subscribe and follow us at we Bought a Mike on social media. If you have any comments or feedback or want to get a hold of us, you can always DM us or email us at we at gmail.com. Stay tuned for more episodes and stay safe out there. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye.